you have to consider how you're going to use your equipment. Basically, we're gonna, we're gonna divide everybody into two categories. You're either a basic user or a pro user. Welcome to the Must Increase podcast, where it is our mission to increase his name through your church. I am Bo Snyder, the producer of the podcast, and I am here with the, normally the host of the podcast, Luke Clayton. Luke, what's going on? Hey, you know, it is good to be here, and yeah, we're switching roles a little bit today because today's podcast features... Uh, me. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about you today. Uh, yeah. We're talking with you, I guess. Um, but this is going to be a lot of fun. we got a lot of good content gonna coming up here in just a minute. We're kind of finishing up a little bit of the tech series we have going on yeah. for the summer. And um, this, this little snippet comes from the Loving and Leading Conference in, I think, uh, Milford, Ohio, uh-huh. back in uh, October, November of last year. Yeah, November of 2018. Yeah. Right. And it's um, tell us a little bit about what we're going to hear coming up. Yeah, well, of course, like you said, we've been in this unofficial tech series. We've had a lot of uh, episodes featuring. By the way, if you have not listened to those yet, be sure to go back uh, the past few episodes. Had some really great insight from uh, Matt Hayes about IT and and networking uh, as far as like actual like computer networking and stuff at your church servers, all that good stuff. Talked to Mark Linentine about live stream and kind of the tech behind that. Had a really cool roundtable discussion with Drew Shetler and uh, Bo and myself about uh, just about video gear. Uh, and then last week, we featured an episode with Ryan Hayden uh, talking about web development. So I just wanted to kind of recap there. If you have not listened to any of those, be sure to go back uh, and listen to those, uh, especially if you're into this techie stuff. But to saying all that to say, to uh, conclude more or less our tech series, this is a talk we did, like like Bo said, at, at this conference. And really, we dive into a lot of the different technical aspects of uh, computers that you might need if you're a graphic designer or you know a video editor. Uh, different. We, we do dive a little bit. We mention a little bit about cameras and gear. It's kind of a hodgepodge of everything, if you will. And you know, I've said this before. Tech is honestly something that I geek out about. So tech is a really expansive topic, and you know, it can be really hard to cram all of that information into you know just just one session like this. But this is uh, once again kind of an overview. Uh, of a lot of different tools and gear that you may need at your church uh, when it comes to you know your media department and the tech that goes with it. All right, well, with no further ado, let's get right to our segment with Luke at the Loving and Leading Conference titled Technology to Teach Theology. The first aspect to consider when we think about um, technology and we think about just using it before we actually talk about any of the gear, you have to consider the user, and that's you. Uh, you have to consider how you're going to use your equipment. Uh, basically, we're going we're gonna to divide everybody into two categories. You're either a basic user or a pro user. All right? I'm sorry. Basic, I know nowadays is kind of like a, oh, that's lame. I'm not calling you lame. I'm saying you're just, you're just basic, okay? You're just standard. You're just using a computer. Here's an example of a basic user. You use your computer, talking about computers, you use your computer to check your email, to check Facebook, to uh, surf the internet, to uh, type up documents in Word, maybe create a PowerPoint every once in a while, uh, standard uh, open Excel, work in spreadsheets, uh, standard work stuff, um, that standard office stuff. That, that real, I really just described you know, 90, 95% of the workforce. 
Uh, and so that, that, that would, you would be a basic user. And there's, that's fine. That's most people. A pro user is somebody who uses a computer for more uh, advanced tasks such as graphic design, video production, any kind of rendering or graphics processing of any kind, uh, you know, live stream, we'll talk about that a little bit. If a computer or a user is going to be, uh, that's what you're using it for, then you would be considered a pro user. So as we move through, particularly the next section, which is talking about computers, I'm going to uh, ref be referring to, hey, if you're a basic user, here's what you need. If you're a pro user, here's what you, here's what you need to get. Um, and another thing to consider about basic versus pro is the life cycle of a computer. Most, in most cases, a pro user is going to put much more wear and tear on a computer than a basic user. And so you got to consider the life cycle. And it is not crazy to, if you're a pro user, and if you're a pro user, you're like, yes, I'm glad to hear this. It's not crazy to upgrade your computer every three years or so. Uh, because you're going to put a whole lot more wear and tear. Now, if you're a basic user, you may get away, depending on the computer you buy, you may get away with five, six years on the same computer without needing to upgrade. And that, there's exceptions to all that, uh, and we're going to kind of talk about that. So um, as we talk about computers, <clears throat> let's talk about the different components and the different aspects of a computer. And once again, I, I'm trying to take some, st some terminology that's very, uh, I guess, uh, technical, and I'm trying to put it in a way and, and explain it in a way to where everybody can understand, put it on like kind of a baseline level. So first of all, if I'm still talking over your head, I'm really sorry. Second of all, if you feel like I'm insulting your intelligence because I'm oversimplifying it, I'm really sorry. Third, uh, if you think you know more about it than me, you probably do. Uh, but that's okay. You, you can come talk to me about it later. You can correct me. So I want to talk about different aspects of a computer. When you go to purchase a computer, uh, because I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this because this is one of the number one things I get asked is what kind of computer should I get? Uh, and so when you go to get a computer, um, first of all, I can't give you any specific recommendations on a PC because there are so many different PCs and brands and makes and models and whatever. Uh, and I haven't used a PC in years. I'm a Mac, I've been a Mac guy since uh, like 2009. So uh, I can't give you any specific recommendation on, on, on PCs, but I can tell you what to look out for in any computer, whether it's Mac, PC, or whatever. So the uh, first aspect here is the storage. So that would be your hard drive or your uh, now solid state drives are becoming more popular. This is actually uh, how much data your computer can hold. If you compare a computer to the brain, uh, the, the, it's, it's, it's like the long-term memory. It's all the memories that you've got stored in your mind. Uh, everything, if you remember, I can remember back to, you know, a memory from when I was in elementary school, okay? That's an example of what the hard drive does. It stores files and it stores data. So, uh, or that, and that's the example of the storage. And I'm really bad about just referring to it as a hard drive, but nowadays it's not always a hard drive, which is a disk drive with actual spinning disks in it. They now have a solid state drive, which is much more, uh, it's, it's much more advanced technology. It's a, it's actual, so, I'm, like I said, I'm getting really technical now, but uh, it's, it's a lot faster. Uh, it's a lot faster to access your data uh, off of a solid state drive than to try to use a hard drive, though there's no problem with a hard drive. So that's storage. Uh, and then memory, or another term for this is often RAM because that's, that's what memory is measured in. Uh, or not measured in, but that's what it is. It's, it's, it's on these on RAM. Uh, and at the way, like I said, comparing this to a brain, I like to maybe call this your short-term memory or what you can, um, 
how many things you can think about and do at the same time. Uh, if you're a, a good multitasker, then your brain's got a large amount of RAM, if you will. So if you're able to think about this while talking to this guy, while checking your phone, you know, and I've met people like, I can't do that, by the way. I've got, my, my brain's got really bad memory. Um, but uh, if, if you can do all these multitasking things, okay, uh, th that's the same idea with a computer. So if you want, if your computer has more RAM, the more stuff you can do on your computer at the same time and the more uh, uh, processing it can do. So for example, if you're going to be, uh, you know, running Photoshop, but also running InDesign and also running Premiere Pro all at the same time, uh, you need to have a significant amount of RAM on your computer. Uh, or if you're going to run a program like Adobe After Effects, uh, that's a RAM hog because it's a very resource intensive program, so it needs a lot of memory to work. Uh, and then the last thing to consider is your processor. Also another uh, factor with processors is graphics card and video cards. Uh, this is actual, uh, the, the best way for me to describe it is how fast it can do these things. So you may, your computer may be able to, you know, um, uh, do, you know, say, hey, I, well, I can run After Effects, but it just takes a really long time for me to uh, render stuff or whatever, uh, or anything like that, or same way with video, it takes a long time to export it or whatever. Uh, well, your processor is how fast your computer does that. So that's a really brief overview. Once again, if, if anybody's like confused or whatever, if that helped, or if it didn't help, I'm sorry, we'll move on. Uh, so uh, here's just recommendations I would have just for me, from based on my experience and what I, research I've done. What I would recommend, if you're going to go buy a laptop, if you're, in a, if you're a basic user, I would look for a minimum of that uh, 250 gig uh, hard drive. Um, I would look for a minimum of 8 gigs of RAM or memory, and I would at least get a dual-core processor. Now, the processor, another thing to consider with the speed, like I said, the processor greatly affects the speed of your computer. Another thing that greatly affects the speed of your computer nowadays is the type of storage you have. If you have a solid state drive, your computer's gonna be a whole lot faster uh, because like I said, that's a much faster uh, storage. It's, it's easier and quicker to uh, uh, pull data off of a storage drive than it, or a solid state drive rather than a actual hard drive. And so, uh, and I'm sorry, I think, I think I'm standing in some people's, I don't think there's any place I can stand where no one can see the screen. So you guys will be blocked for a minute. Um, so, uh, so, that, so like I said, that's why there, uh, it really, it, the, the processor really varies. If you're going to get a solid state drive, you'll get away with a little bit of a slower processor. Um, if you're a pro user, uh, 512 gigabytes of a solid state drive. I, nowadays, a solid state drive is almost a must for a pro user. Uh, I've, worked on computers that have um, hard drives and tried to do some, ta and it's just, if you have patience, sure, go for it, but I don't. So solid state drive, at, at least for a laptop, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, and then quad core uh, plus graphics cards. Um, make sure your computer has those extra graphics cards or video cards if you're gonna go and be a, a pro user. And then if, for a desktop, uh, I, I, everything stays the same for a basic. But for a desktop, if you're going to be, have a pro desktop, um, that probably indicates you're going to be doing a whole lot more powerful stuff because you actually have a desktop set up. Um, so I recommend getting at least a terabyte, um, and then I'd, I'd go up to 32 gigs, and then I'd look into getting six cores. And, and you're get, it's getting very expensive when you get up into that stuff. But 
nonetheless, that's just what I would recommend. So like I said, I can't give you any specific PCs, like, hey, go get this PC, because I don't know much about them and there's so many, but I can talk a little bit about MacBooks and I can tell you a little bit about what maybe specific MacBooks you should look at, because once again, when people come to me and they say what, you know, they're asking me about computers, usually they're asking me about laptops and usually they're asking me specifically about MacBooks. So this right now is the current lineup of uh, Apple's MacBooks, um, uh, MacBook products. They have the MacBook Air. Uh, that's the old model. They just came out with a new MacBook Air like, like uh, last, or this week. Uh, but the MacBook Air, that's the old model, starts at $999. The newer MacBook Air, like I said, they literally just came out with this on Tuesday. I don't think it's even available to buy. Or I think you can pre-order it and it ships next week. Um, then there's the 12-inch MacBook, 13-inch MacBook Pro with no touch bar, okay? And you can see all the prices. I'm not going to say list everything. I do want to say this. Do not be fooled. This MacBook Pro 13-inch no touch bar, that, that word pro is the biggest lie ever, in my opinion. Um, it, is not, it is not a pro device for several reasons. The base, the base of this, of this uh, MacBook, the base configuration is 128 gigs of solid state drive, which is, is nothing. You'll fill that up so fast. And another big thing about these MacBooks, all of the MacBooks except for the MacBook, the old MacBook Air, they all have uh, USB-C, which like I said, if, I'm, if you don't understand what that is, it's okay, Google it. Uh, but uh, that, that, that's a newer type of port that's coming in, you know, and whatever, and it's good, but uh, there's still a lot of stuff. So basically your, your current USB drives will not work with it unless you get an adapter. Um, and they don't have like built-in, uh, like for example, like a little slot on the side for you to put an SD card in or something. They don't have that. They're, they've done away with, uh, with the exception of the old MacBook, uh, none of these MacBooks have anything other than those USB-C Thunderbolt 3 ports. So you're going to find yourself at a disadvantage because if you go and get something with just 128 gigs of storage, you're going to fill it up really fast and you have no way other than going and buying an external drive and always having to walk around and plug your external drive in and get the adapter so that the external drive plugs into it. Uh, you've got no way to expand your storage. So like I said, I, I would... I would avoid that because you can, yeah, I just would avoid it. So here's what I recommend for MacBooks. For the, This is the laptops, Apple's laptops. If you're a basic user, I'd get the MacBook Air. The, the, um, now, this is the old MacBook Air, okay? If you, the new one, the difference is it's got Retina display, a little bit newer generation in the graphics and, or in the uh, processor and so forth. But in my opinion, the uh, MacBook Air, the old MacBook Air 13-inch, if, if you don't care about the latest bells and whistles, uh, it's the best bang for your buck. It, this particular configuration has 256 gigabytes of solid-state storage. Um, so that's a really uh, good deal. Now, the MacBook 12-inch, of course, it's an inch smaller screen, uh, $100 more, also has that 256 gigabytes of, of solid-state storage. Um, but... Uh, it, it's got a little bit of the latest technology built into it as well. So um, that's what I would recommend. And then for the Pro, yep, you're probably choking on some of these prices. Um, but at, at these configurations, the MacBook Pro 13-inch, this is the one with the touch bar. Um, that's 16 gigs of RAM and, or of memory RAM and then 256 gigabytes of storage. And then at the Pro or on the 15-inch level, that particular configuration has 32 gigabytes of RAM and a 512 gig solid state hard or solid state drive. So, but uh, that's what that that's what that is. But anyway, so that's a 200. That's almost a $3,000 computer. Um, and 
yeah, it's expensive, but if you're a pro user, you, you know you've got to pay for power. Uh, on the desktop side of things, uh, I'm not going to go through every specific um, desktop they make because this is a less common thing, but uh, if you're a basic user, uh, I really recommend the, the, well, the, they just came out with the new Mac Mini, um, but don't be fooled once again by their base configuration because it's only got that 128 gigabytes of storage. Now, yes, they do have some ports. You could expand it easier, but uh, I would just pay the little bit of extra to get the 256 gigabytes of storage. But really, I like the iMac 21-inch. Uh, this is the one that does not have the 4K display, but once again, for a basic user, this is more than sufficient. Uh, it's got the, uh, let me make sure I got my notes right here. It's got a one terabyte uh, hard drive, and now that's, that's not a solid state drive, but it is a hard drive. What's one terabyte and eight gigs of RAM. If you're a basic user, and it has a screen built in. That's the biggest difference between these two. The Mac Mini, you have to have your different display. So uh, that's a great uh, Mac for a basic user. Uh, if you're looking for a desktop, um, it's probably, it's, it's pretty much, for what you're getting, the best value you can get in a, in a basic Mac. And then we won't really expand, talk too much about these prices, because, yeah, they are, uh, once again, look at that right there. That's $5,000. That's the best. That's, that's the base price of the iMac Pro. Um, so, but these are, any of these computers, especially these two, are beasts. I mean, they are powerful machines. Uh, we are fortunate to be able to use a Mac Pro for a lot of our rendering um, of our, our uh, videos and stuff, and we love it. So if you can afford it and if you can budget it, and if you're going to be doing a lot of intensive graphic-related stuff, and, and really more, probably more a lot of intense video, if you're going to be editing 4K video and doing stuff with maybe After Effects and uh, uh, graphic animation and things like that, um, and if you really seriously want to do something, something serious with it, I, I, would, I would consider doing the desktop, uh, MacBook desktop. So anyways, that makes everybody sick with how expensive it is. So now we'll move on to software, which is a little bit cheaper. Uh, and now I'll move through all this stuff pretty quick. Um, some free, once again, if you don't catch all this, I'll email everything out. Some free softwares that you can get. Uh, Keynote and Pages on a Mac. Um, I, just a side note here. If you're interested in getting into graphic design and you've got an eye for it and you can learn some of the basic principles, you can use Keynote or Pages, honestly. I, um, that's where I started. Before I could afford Photoshop or, or something, I, that's what I did. I used those. And, in fact, all these slides, well, this is a really simple slide, so it's not a great example of design. But all my slides, I mean, I just designed them directly in Keynote. Uh, so, you know, those are in Pages. They're, they're really good. Um, even something like PowerPoint, you can you know, make nice presentations and, and manipulate stuff in there to make it look nice. Uh, a free actual design software, I've not used it, but maybe once, it's called GIMP. Um, it's, uh, it's a free kind of Photoshop alternative. Of course, if you've got a Mac, you can use iMovie. That's a free video editing software, uh, which really isn't, isn't that bad. It's very simple, very, very dumbed down. But uh, if you need to throw together a basic uh, video edit, it's pretty good. And then another one that works on Mac or PC uh, that's a good video editor that is free is called HitFilm Express. Uh, it's a free video editor. Like I said, HitFilm Express is the name of that one. It works on Mac or PC. For design, uh, now we'll talk about stuff that you would have to actually pay for. Of course, for design, there's the Adobe uh, uh, Photoshop InDesign Illustrator. Uh, Adobe is great, but Adobe has switched to a subscription model in recent years. 
Uh, so unless you've got some kind of like educational discount or something, if you want the whole Adobe Suite, it's about 50 bucks a month, um, which, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's uh, over a course of a year. Yeah, that's a lot of money, but hey, they, they're the industry standard. And so, um, you know, they're making you pay for it. One that's newer, that's free, um, it, or not free, I'm sorry, it's not free. It's paid, but it's very inexpensive, is Affinity. And they've got Affinity uh, Design. I think they just came out with Affinity Publisher. Um, and these are alternatives to the Adobe Suite uh, or Photoshop and, and uh, InDesign Illustrator. Um, I think the base price on that, we were talking about this yesterday. Is it 70? 40 bucks. 40. Okay, so it's only 40. Yeah. For 40 for each app, okay? So, and that's a one-time, I think that's a one-time cost. There's, yeah, there's a year of updates. Year of updates, yeah, but, but even after that, you can keep. So there's no really subscription with it. So, um, and I'm hearing a lot of people, it's really picking up, uh, it's really picking up steam and people are really starting to use it a lot more. So, uh, so you can use Affinity. For video editing, you've got uh, Premiere Pro, uh, or for Adobe, you've got Premiere, um, After Effects, Apple makes Final Cut, and then HitFilm, I just talked about the, there's a free version of HitFilm Express, but they have a paid version of HitFilm Pro. Uh, web, um, now this isn't necessarily software, but you can use WordPress, which actually WordPress is free to install onto your server, uh, but there is, you know, you have to pay for hosting all that. I don't want to get into all that. Another good one is Squarespace. Um, I've, uh, that I've, I've seen that I'm like, eh, it's, it's pretty nice, it's Squarespace. Uh, and then for presentation, like auditorium presentation, uh, presenting slides. If you want to use something beyond Keynote or PowerPoint, uh, ProPresenter is probably the number one uh, one that's used, and it's the one I've personally got a lot of experience with, and I, I, I like it. Nothing's perfect. Uh, there's, of course, glitches with it, but I really like ProPresenter. There's other ones such as Proclaim and Easy Worship. Honestly, I don't know a lot about them. I uh, think I've, like, open them one time. So, well, we're technically out of time. So uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll, we're giving the session again today, but you probably don't want to hear it again. Uh, so tomorrow though, we will talk a little more about the audio visual aspect of it. And if you have any questions, come ask us. I'm not just saying this because he's right here, but that really was good content. It's it's very technical, but it's something that if you're in that field, you have to learn. You have to know what you're getting into. So that was really good information for that. Yeah, you you do have to. You can't um you can't be uneducated. I mean, it's not like you got to go get some kind of certification and you know servers or whatever, but you have to know a little bit about it and keep up with it because uh, you know technology is always updating, always changing, it's always changing. changing. Uh, and just when you think you got the latest and greatest, it gets outdated. So. Right. And this this is something that I, I get a lot when people ask me, hey what kind of computer should I use? What kind of software? What kind of camera? My, res my first question is always the same. What are you using it for? Yep. What are you trying to do? Because there are people that, you know, some people, they'll have a Mac just to have a Mac. Yep. Or it's like, no, you don't understand. You don't need that. It's way too powerful or, mm -hmm. you know, some they can get stuck on one thing or yep. another. So what I tell people is find out what you need to do, narrow it down what that machine is, is going to be used for most of the time, and then you can make a educated purchase or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, once again, it's something where if your goal is to get the best or if your goal is get the, you know, the the, the latest and greatest, um, that's a bad goal to have because, once again, it's always going to be outdated and truly to get the best is outside of the reach of 
probably many budgets, uh, churches and non-churches alike. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that segment. Now we want to encourage you as always to be sure to rate and review our podcast in the iTunes store or wherever you're listening to podcasts. It helps us to get noticed. Also, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We drop a new episode every week, every Monday. And so when you subscribe, it's going to come right to your device and get downloaded there. And so that you can always hear the latest podcast. And of course, we really appreciate it when you share share our podcast, let others know about it, and you know, sending uh, a text or an email to someone uh, with a link to our podcast, that can go a long way. Of course, always sharing on your social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, and whatnot, that also is meaningful to us, and we appreciate it when you do that. Now, I did want to give a little insight to next week's uh, interview conversation. We've been talking for a little while about a new addition to our team, and we're going to finally let the podcast world uh, meet him, if you will. And so be sure to tune in to next week's episode, and we're going to talk to Matt Lecron. He is our new graphic designer here at Must Increase, and we're excited to get to know him, but also bring you some really great insight about design. This guy is a design genius, and he's excellent at it and he's got some great insight on branding and other things. And so I don't want to give too much of it away, but be sure to listen in or watch next week, and we would love uh, to see what you think about the new guy. But uh, anyways, thanks again for joining us right here on the Must Increase podcast, where our mission is to increase his name through your church. Mm-hmm.